This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Walken. It's Friday the 29th of October. In your sport today, David Warner leads Australia to another World Cup win. The NRL doesn't mandate vaccines. The supercars are back and a spooky sporting curse. This is your sport today. We begin with cricket because Australia have made it two wins in as many matches to start the T20 World Cup. The Aussies beat Sri Lanka by seven wickets this morning, chasing down the target of 155 with 18 balls to spare. But the main takeaway from the match is that David Warner is back to his best. It was the David Warner we're used to, Sam, but he did have a little bit of luck. He was dropped on 18 by Sri Lanka's wicketkeeper, but went on to hit 10 fours in his score of 65 from 42 balls. Warner had scored double figures just once in his last five innings, and that led to some experts questioning his place in the team. Warner, he wasn't all that worried. He laughed off suggestions he was out of form because he played so little cricket, and he showed what he's still capable of this morning. Aussie captain and Aaron Finch. He also put some runs on the board. He scored 37, but the player of the match was spinner Adam Zampa. He took two wickets for just 12 runs from his four overs, and that kept Sri Lanka to a manageable total. Mitch Stark and Pat Cummins, they also took two wickets each. It was a really important win for Australia, Sam, because each team plays only five games. So you can't afford to drop too many if you want to play in the semifinals. Yep, that's right. The win puts Australia in second spot in Group 1, just behind England, and that's who Australia plays next, and that's going to be a pretty huge game. It sure is, because England are the number one team in the world, and if Australia can win that match, they'll probably only need one more win to make the semifinals. The top two from each group make the semis, so four wins out of five would probably be enough. It's also England, Sam, and us Aussies love beating England, especially with the Ashes coming up. Yeah, let's get some early bragging rights. Uh, They play at 1am Sunday morning Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate. Name Australia's top three leading run scorers in men's T20 internationals. You got a clue for us, Luce? Well, there's three players, but they're from two states. Oh, nice clue, that one. Uh, Find out the answer at the end of the show. Staying with the T20 World Cup, the big news story this week has been the decision by South Africa's Quinton de Kock to pull out of his side's match against the West Indies after his team was ordered to take a knee. He says it was the order, not the gesture, that led him to withdraw from the match. This all started when the South African team all did different gestures during the moment of silence to support the Black Lives Matter movement ahead of their first game against Australia. The bad look led to Cricket South Africa ordering the whole team to take a knee. The players were told this on the bus on the way to the ground to play the West Indies and that's when de Kock said he felt like his rights were taken away from him when he was told what to do, so he pulled out of the match. He's since had what he said was a very emotional chat with the Cricket South Africa board. And now that everyone's on the same page, he said he'll kneel in the future if it will help educate others. De Kock is from a mixed race family and he says black lives have mattered to him since he was born and that he's deeply sorry for the hurt and confusion he caused. Yeah, De Kock thanked his teammates for their support and now hopes to play in South Africa's next match, which is against Sri Lanka on Saturday night. 
Last week, the AFL announced their vaccine rules for their players and staff, and yesterday the NRL did the same. While the AFL made jabs mandatory, the NRL, they've gone another way. Yeah, they've left it up to the 16 clubs to decide whether to mandate vaccination, but they'll still have to follow state government restrictions, Sam. For example, the Victorian government mandates all authorised workers, which includes athletes, must be double jab to go to their workplace. For Storm players, that's their home ground, Amy Park. There are already reports that one Storm player doesn't want to get jabbed, but the Storm say they are hopeful all players will be vaccinated by the time they arrive for pre season. The NRL says that unvaccinated players will be treated like they're in a strict biosecure bubble, essentially stay-at-home orders, and they'll be separated from vaccinated players as much as possible. The NRL says 90 to 95% of the players have been vaccinated so far, and they're hoping that gets to 100% before the season starts. I'll put a link in the episode notes to the NRL's vaccination plan. Also in the episode notes is a link to a quick survey. We want to know more about you to help us keep growing sport today. It only takes a couple of minutes. We'd really appreciate it. And you could win a $100 Dan Mevis gift card just by filling it out. Lucy, what would you spend that money on? Well, I think I'd spend it on replacing what was taken from the bar cart during our very <laughs> long lockdown in my house. Well, sorry, Lucy, you can't win it, but everyone else can go out there and fill this survey. We really appreciate it. It's been three months since the last supercars race, but it's back this weekend in Sydney. There are only five rounds left and they're all in New South Wales with the season finishing at Mount Panorama. Yeah, the Bathurst 1000 is the final race of the season, which had that big break because of the COVID outbreak on the East Coast, Sam. It means the next four rounds will be crammed inside four weekends with all the races held at Eastern Creek in Sydney. There's then a weekend off for the teams to head on out to Bathurst for the final race on December 5, Triple Eight racer Shane Van Gisbergen. He's won 11 of the 19 races so far and holds a 276 point lead over teammate Jamie Wincup. Wincup has seven V8 titles, but he says he wants one more before retiring from full time racing at the end of the season. Yeah, he's going to take the role of Triple Eight team boss, which means he'll actually be the boss of Van Gisbergen next year. Uh, the first race of the weekend is on at 10 past 7 Australian Eastern Daylight Time. That's at Sydney Motorsport Park, and you can catch it on Channel 7 and KO. Spring is in the air, so that means my hay fever is back and the spring carnival <laughs> starts on Saturday in Melbourne. And for horse racing fans, this is like Christmas in July, but in October and in November. Well, if you've got any tips, Sam, please send them my way. I wouldn't mind an early Christmas present or to top up my bank account after lockdown has ended. I can't help you, Luce. I'm sorry. <laughs> but back to the racing and Derby Day is this Saturday and it kicks off the Melbourne Cup Carnival at Flemington Racecourse. There are four Group 1 races this weekend and those are typically worth a lot of money and feature some of the best horses in Australia. The Victorian Derby was at first held in 1855. It's run over 2,500 metres for three-year-old horses and there's $2 million in prize money up for grabs, Sam. There are plenty of important races on Saturday, including the Lexus Hotham Stakes over 2,500 metres. The winner of that qualifies for next Tuesday's Melbourne Cup. Yeah, fair to say it's a big day in Melbourne. The final field and the barrier draw for the Melbourne Cup will be announced after the races. Sydney racing fans, they've got the Golden Eagle to look forward to at Rose Hill. I'm Thunderstruck is the favourite with $7.5 million up for grabs. 
It's Halloween on Sunday, so we thought we'd look at some classic sporting curses. We're going to go all the way to Ireland for what's known as the Curse of 51. Supporters of the Mayo team will know all about this one, Luce. They will, Sam, and they probably don't want us talking about it, but (laughs) Mayo is a county in Ireland, and in 1951, it won the All-Ireland Senior Football title. We're talking Gaelic football here, and it's as big as the AFL Grand Final. On the way home, the team got in the back of a truck to thank their fans, and legend goes they passed through a town where a funeral was taking place. The local priest was pretty peeved the team didn't show proper respects, so he cursed the team, saying, Mayo will never win another title while one of the players lives. Well, Mayo has lost 11 finals since that curse, and that was 70 years ago, Sam. 70 years, and the last final loss was just this year. That was back in September, and two weeks later, the last surviving member of the team that played in the 1951 win, Paddy Prendergast, he passed away at age 95. So the curse is over, right? Well, there was a guy named Mick Loftus also on the back of that truck. He was part of the Mayo team but didn't play in the final. He's still alive, so maybe the curse will continue. We'll have to wait and see. Time for Catch This. Luce, what do you got? Well, for me, it was the Matildas. They had their draw announced for the Asian Cup that starts in January next year. They've been drawn into Group B alongside Thailand, Philippines and Indonesia. And one of the good storylines out of that is they will be coming up against old coach Alan Stajic when they play the Philippines. Yeah, we'll be following that one closely for sure, Luce. Uh, the answer to today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate, who are Australia's three leading run scorers in men's T20 internationals. Lucy, what was your clue again? They're from two states. That's right. So the three leading run scorers are Aaron Finch, David Warner and Glenn Maxwell. Finch and Maxwell from Victoria and David Warner from New South Wales. All right, I think that just about does it for Sport Today this week. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy your weekend of sport and we'll catch you again on Monday.